3: Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We have a ton to get to today, guys. I want to first off uh, say happy conference tournament day. We have conference tournaments starting in a few uh, small conferences, but the Atlantic Sun, the Big South, the Horizon League, and the Patriot League. And you all know, once you get these small conference tourneys going... It is only a matter of time until the big conference tournaments, and then of course the big prize at the end of the tunnel—March Madness. So, uh, get ready, guys. Get get ready. Strap up. Strap in. Uh, we are about to uh, we are about to grind pretty hard here with college hoops. So, uh, the madness is upon us. But as always, guys, hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. We got a ton to get to today. We have 43 college basketball games today. We have eight NBA games. We have 10 NHL games. So we got a ton to get to. We're gonna we're gonna cover it all. Uh, some housekeeping stuff to start. If you saw the Vison Market Insights um, newsletter this morning or just the newsletter in general, my guy Bill Adi has an awesome survey we want you guys to take. We are basically surveying all of our VCN members and, uh, and everyone who reads the newsletter. We want to get some inf- information about uh, how you're approaching March Madness this year. Uh, are you betting more or less? Do you bet through mobile or in person? Um, just kind of behavioral type stuff. We want to get to know our members better, and, and that way we can uh, really gear our coverage toward what you guys are interested in. So uh, if you go to vison.com slash newsletter, you will uh, you can sign up for it, and you'll be able to do that uh, that monkey survey. So it's, uh, it's going to really help us to, uh, to gear our coverage toward uh, what's popular and what you guys want to hear about. Um, as always, we do have our point spread weekly coming out. Uh, I think it comes out tomorrow, but we have an awesome promotion going on right now. It is the uh, basically the, the plus membership that's going to cover you with everything for March Madness. If you go to VEASAN.com slash March, uh, best part of that is you'll get point spread weekly. We're also going to do point spread daily every day throughout the NCAA tournament, which is going to be awesome. You also get our bracket guides, uh, all of our betting guides. you will have uh, analysis, insights, and uh, futures picks from all the VEASAN uh, experts and guests. We'll also have that daily best bet email that you'll get, uh, all the uh, all the picks from all the wise guys at Veasan and everyone that comes on, all, all of our experts. You also get to be able to replay all the video streaming, 24/7. You can watch and, and replay all the uh, all the different programs on Veasan. But most of all, I'm bearing the lead. If you sign up for this uh, yearly membership, the annual membership, it's 240 bucks. I know it sounds like a lot, but It's going to get you uh, everything we do. It's going to come come out to about $0.65 a day, which is a huge steal in my opinion. But also it's going to get you uh, entry into our Beat the Spread Challenge. $10,000 goes to the winner, whoever has the best record for picking ATS uh, against the spread for all the March Madness games. Winner gets the 10 k Winner also gets to jump on our guys in the desert, uh, my guys in the desert with, uh, with Brent Musburger. You also get two nights paid for, South Point Hotel. So uh, if you're interested, go to VEASAN.com slash Mart, sign, uh, sign up, get access to everything we do, and I want one of you guys to win the 10K. Uh, and I want to be able to see you on My Guys in the Desert with Brent and say uh, that's one of my podcasts, Diehards. Uh, that's that's my goal. Um, so, time to get to. Let's uh, let's get right after it. Make sure, as always, you're on Twitter. Follow at Live. Best way to stay plugged into everything we do, and the best part of our Twitter account is uh, just a constant stream of one, two, three-minute videos breaking down games from all of our guests and all of our experts. Uh, you can also find me at Josh underscore insights. And as always, if you ever want to reach out to me via email, uh, you want to say hello, you want to introduce yourself, you got a question about the pod, any kind of feedback, go to our bed. I'd love to hear from you guys. My goal is to always um, know everyone who listens and uh, try to have the best experience overall for uh, for the listeners. So you can always email me, Josh joshatveason.com. So I want to start off, I led off with this in the newsletter this morning. Remember, sign up, Beeson.com newsletter. But it's conference tournament time. So again, the small ones today are Atlantic Sun, big, big South, Horizon League, and Patriot League. Now, we're going to go over all these games today. We're going to break down all the sharp action. we got a bunch of big games overall. Uh, big ones are Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland Rutgers, Purdue, Iowa. So we'll talk about all of these. But I think one thing to keep in mind as we get into conference tournaments is that there is going to be a lot of value to unders. So I was doing some research, dusting off some of my systems throughout the years uh, that I've kind of just uh, kind of crafted and honed in on. And what I found, which I've known for a while here is uh, if you look at basically conference tournament games. So the key here is you have a neutral court site. So with, with some of these small school conference tournaments, it's going to be a true home game. You know, the home team is really the home team. It's not a neutral court, but it's these tournaments where you always think about the big East tournament at Madison square garden. You know, any, if you have a neutral court, remember, we talked about this. It's crazy how, how time flies here. But when we first started doing the visa market insights pod for college hoops way back in, you know, when was that November, we were talking about how neutral courts lead to a lot of unders. And the, the idea is pretty simple. It's, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old kids in unfamiliar surroundings. They don't really know the backboards. They don't know the rims. They don't know the courts. The sight lines can be, you know, throw you off a little bit. Um, and then also traveling and just a whole new situation. Basically, it leads to unders. It benefits unders because, um, you know, you're unfamiliar with the, with the, uh, with, with the environment. Um, so that also applies here to neutral court tr- uh, conference tournament games. So some stats that I was looking up in, um, in my historical database is that at a conference tournament game that's played on a neutral court since 2005, the under is 53%. You say, okay, that's not that great, 53%. But got to remember is breaking even with standard minus 110 juice. So 53 is not bad at all. You're you're making some money there. However, this puts it into perspective. On a true home court, uh, neutral court, on a true home court game in the conference tournament, the under is only 49%. So remember, conference tourneys, if it's a regular home team, home game, the under is 49%. If it is a neutral court game, the under is 53%. So that's a 4% difference there to the under, which is really going to uh, you know, be something that we look after. Also, the key here on a neutral court under is when the total is 150 or higher. You can kind of draw a line here. The under is 57.7%. Um, we'll also talk about when we get deep into conference tournaments and you start getting back-to-backs and you're into the second, third round, uh, and these kids are tired. Neutral court unders with tired legs, on, um, with especially with high totals, second game of back-to-back, the unders get even better. They get closer to 60%. So just something to keep in the back of our mind. I'll always let you guys know what's a neutral court and what isn't. But just remember, uh, this is kind of a good time to uh, look for neutral courts, conference tourneys, especially tired legs, uh, second leg of a back-to-back. Good good opportunity to sweat some unders overall. Uh, So I want to start off with some NBA. So NBA, not a bad night last night, guys. Um, Had a couple of good hits here. Uh, Hit the Utah over the Grizzlies, uh, two and a half down to two. Able to win straight up. Biggest hit of the night was Miami Heat getting plus four and a half. Uh, they won straight up. Uh, the Dallas under was a nice hit. A couple ones that we didn't get, uh, the Miami over, the Spurs, uh, the Grizzlies over. That one, was, uh, that one came up short. Uh, and the Orlando under. So I had a four and four day there. Uh, but we're going to keep grinding like we always do. And tonight we do have eight games overall. So I think we have some good opportunities here uh, to make some money. So first one I want to talk about, uh, Charlotte and uh charlotte is at home and uh, charlotte is at home against the san antonio spurs so spurs are on the second leg of a back-to-back so um you got to keep that in mind as always they open minus three they're up to minus four on the road i think the hornets do have some value they're rested um you know they uh they covered against who was it milwaukee last game they beat toronto so they're not playing terrible as of late but they go from plus three to plus four they're only getting about three out of ten bets Spurs are on the second leg of a back-to-back. I think there's some value here to the Hornets. But what I really like here is the under. It opened at 214. It's down to 212 and a half. Some books are even going down to 212. So you've seen this total fall, even though you have uh, pretty heavy betting here on the over. So it tells you some wise guys uh, came in here on the under, caused that under to fall. And if you take a look, um, you know Spurs are really good to the over, 36 and 22. Charlotte is 32 and 28 to the under. But San Antonio, good over team. Public just sees Spurs over, but uh, this total is falling, and it's a good opportunity to buy low on an under with some contrarian value there on the Hornets' second leg of back-to-back uh, with San Antonio. Brooklyn Nets at Boston Celtics. Looks like uh, my guy Jason Tatum will not be playing tonight. He, I think, has an illness, although it looks like Kemba Walker will be back here. Uh, obviously, no, uh, no Kyrie. He's out, which I think benefits. Uh, the joke is that it actually benefits the Nets, but uh, you did see a little bit of line move to the Nets. They went from plus eight down to plus seven. Some books are even six and a half. Celtics are getting about two-thirds of bets, so a uh, little bit of an injury move, a little bit of a um, you know, wise guys hitting the Nets immediately at uh, at eight, seven and six you know seven and a half, seven, causing that line to fall. I do think there's really good value here to the under. The total open at 221 and a half. It's down to 219. So you've seen this line fall, even though you have uh, heavy betting here on the over. And I can always tell you, you know, Celtics—they're—they're they're a pretty good under team overall. Uh, divisional unders that fall at least one point, 54% historically, and the Celtics to the under are 32 and 27. Nets are right there, even, dead even, 29 and 29. But I think it's a good by low opportunity to sweat an under. Uh, last time these teams played in November, Brooklyn actually won straight up, 112-107. Uh, Brooklyn's lost four in a row. Uh, Celtics did lose against Houston, tough one. I remember at the, doing Lombardi line. I sweat that one at the Borgata. I was able to hit the under but couldn't get Celts' money line. But you do have a move to the Nets, and you do have a move to the under in that Celtics-Nets game. Uh, Clippers and the Thunder. OKC over. If you want to sweat an over, some good value here. Open 226. It's up to and a half. So it looks kind of like a pros and joes over. Smart money is causing that to, to rise. It's a uh, over sub-230 on the rise, 57% this year. Non-division overs. this year, so you've seen that line uh, rise with some smart money and regular money, uh, causing it to to jump up here. Take a look at totals. uh, Both teams are kind of dead even, 31, 28, 30, and 29 to the under. But you get a high-scoring game here. Last time these teams played in December, it was a 118-112 game, so it landed on, uh, what was that, 230. Uh, In terms of the spread, I think you have some value here on OKC interesting to me with okc is they have a big rest advantage so okc has not played since the 28th of of, uh, february and the clippers last played on the first so clippers you know they've got two days off but okc is really rested they haven't played in four days so i think that benefits them especially you know chris paul the ageless wonder uh, definitely a benefit there but you did see the clippers they're getting almost eight out of ten bets they started at minus three they got up to minus four and a half even You're starting to see some buyback here, where the line's falling to four and it may even go to three and a half. So that's a really good rest buy low opportunity to back OKC at home, a live dog, a contrarian dog, uh, with also a a total on the rise in that one. Keep cruising, Uh, Warriors and the Nuggets. So seeing some short money to this over, Uh, heavy betting both pros and joes on the over. Open 217, totally up to 218 and a half. So we've seen that total rise. It's a non-division over, 53%. Over sub-230 on the rise, 57%. Uh, so that's a big, uh, that's a, not, not a huge number, but um, definitely a total on the rise. You do have uh, three pretty good over refs, Kane Fitzgerald and Kevin Cutler especially. They're uh, about 54% to the over, so that benefits uh, your overplay. Keep cruising, Toronto and the Phoenix Suns, another overplay. 222 up to 2, or actually 223 uh, up to 2255 half. So that total has been really, really jumping up here. And uh, it's not a heavy public over. It's about dead even, but heavy money to the over. I got a lot of good systems on the over. It's also an over with a close spread. The Raptors uh, open minus four. They're up to four and a half. So it's a uh, basically a, uh, a total on the rise with the spread, five or less. Pro- you know, basically, that means it's probably going to be close. Maybe you get overtime. It's also a non-division over that rises 62%. So non-division over in general. A lot of systems there to the Toronto Phoenix over with a short spread there Uh, you do have uh, a couple good over refs Leroy Leroy Richardson and Mark Lindsay uh, both about 51 to 54 percent to the over then last game that caught my eye another over guys I know NBA it's been a crazy over here but these are all matches today the Wizards and the Kings let's get a a game in the in the 120s for both teams but total open 232 kind of high but it's all the way up to 234 and a half so pros have not been scared off by that high total uh, they see they still see value to that over. Uh, non-division over that rises. Non-conference over that rises. Bunch of system matches there. Uh, take a look in terms of um, some steam that came in on the over. You have Ed Malloy, huge over ref, one of the best over refs, almost 55% uh, to the over. And you do have the Washington Wizards, good over team, 35 and uh, 23 to the over. So a little, uh, hopefully Bradley Beal drops, uh, drops 50 for the team. Uh, let's flip it over to NHL. So good night in the NHL last night, guys. Only had one play in at one Colorado Avalanche, and that was a big number there. Uh, but the fact the line fell, I don't know if anyone noticed, but it got back up. Got down to like 280 and went back up to 300. So one and zero in hockey last night. So let's keep uh, let's keep grinding. Um, I did in the market insights column for the newsletter highlight three hockey games. So I think this is uh, this is actually my favorite time to bet hockey when you have a lot of these uh, late season. Um, favorites with a line move uh, made the playoffs last year the opponent didn't a lot of value here kind of like mini tanking for the nba But first one that caught my eye st louis blues they're at the new york rangers some good value to sweat the blues tonight uh st louis is plus 29 goals four goals against the rangers are plus 14 you've also uh had a match here in terms of um, a rest situation so st louis uh, open around minus 140 they've stayed around minus 140 but they last played on the 29th the Rangers last played on the first. Uh, Rangers have lost two in a row after they won a bunch of games in a row. Uh, but they lost Chris Kreider, you know, arguably their best player outside Panarin. Uh, but St. Louis would match with a rested team, uh, a favorite down the stretch, made playoffs opponent didn't, 62%. A road favorite, a non-division road favorite, 59% this year. And that, uh, that well-rested road favorite, 58% this year. So a lot of matches there on St. Louis. So the Blues with some value tonight. Uh, Ottawa and Pittsburgh. I know it's a big number, and Pittsburgh has really sucked lately. They've lost six straight. I bet on them a few times. They've let me down. But they're playing Ottawa. Ottawa's minus 46 goals, four goals against. They're 6-18-6 and six on the road. Pittsburgh is plus 26, 22-6-4 uh, and four at home, one of the best home teams in the NHL. Uh, maybe this is a get-right spot for Pittsburgh. They open minus 280. They're up to minus 300. And, again, it's a kind of a buy-low spot. Even though it's a big line, you're betting Pittsburgh, who's uh, struggled lately, to bounce back. So this is another late season favorite. Made playoffs last year. Opponent didn't. Sixty four percent historically. Sixty two percent this year. Uh, and maybe even a puck line spot. A minus one and a half at around minus one fifteen or so. Uh, but definitely some good value there. Uh, keep on cruising. A couple other spots that caught my eye. Uh, my Boston Bruins. Huge night. Huge game against Tampa Bay. Um, Boston has some uh, some value here in terms of a line movement. Bruins are plus fifty one. Goals four goals against Tampa Bay plus 47. Bruins great on the road 19 10 and three. Tampa Bay great at home 21 9 and two. So you're kind of looking at two really good teams here. Uh, Tampa Bay is on uh, on my Bruins heels trying to catch up here and uh, get that number one seed. But Tampa Bay they've really fallen here. They open around minus 135. They're down to minus 115. So Bruins went from about plus 120 down to plus 105. So big move there toward the Bruins. I have a good system here. Two good teams take the dog. Especially a road dog, uh, it's about 48%, which getting plus money means your ROI is almost 10%. So uh, I'll be sweating my bees tonight, rooting hard for them. Uh, Nashville and Minnesota. First off, anyone in Nashville, uh, my condolences. I uh, woke up and turned on, turned on the news and saw a terrible uh, tornado that went through Nashville. So any listeners in Nashville, hope hope uh, hope you guys are okay. Um, by the way, I'm dying to get to Nashville with my girlfriend. We we're trying to plan a trip down there. So uh if anyone if anyone uh is in Nashville we're thinking of you today uh but for Nashville um they're at Minnesota i think it's a good spot actually to sweat Minnesota Minnesota uh has a rest advantage Nashville is on the second leg of a back to back uh they gave up eight goals to uh to the Oilers last night which is crazy but well, this would be a rest first tired uh Minnesota advantage they opened around -120 they're up to around -125 looks like they're probably going to go around -130 they've really been getting hit with a ton of steam across the market minnesota is zero dead even goals four goals against nashville minus five nashville 16 11 and four on the road minnesota pretty good at home though 18 11 and five minnesota is not far off with the playoffs if they win this game they actually leapfrog nashville and, make, and get into the playoffs which is crazy uh but yeah nashville played last night minnesota hasn't played since the first so that would be a rest first tired uh good situation to uh to back minnesota uh the wild at home uh keep on cruising by the way i got a uh Got a couple of systems, the back-to-back versus a rested team off a loss, uh, 58% historically. And the other one, good one, is rest first, tired um, with a home team, 62%. Uh, two, um, let's see, yeah, tons of matches there in Minnesota. Uh, Edmonton and Dallas. Um, Edmonton's been crazy lately. Again, one 8-3 to three last night, and uh, dry sidle has been unbelievable. But um, Edmonton is now uh, second leg of a back-to-back at Dallas. You've seen a line move here toward Edmonton. You know they opened it opened at around Dallas minus 170. It's down to around minus 160. So the line is falling toward Edmonton. But I still kind of lean Dallas here. Um, they're at home. Edmonton's on the second leg of a back-to-back, and this would also be a late season made playoffs opponent did not opportunity. And if you take a look, big rest advantage. Um, Dallas hasn't played since the 29th. Edmonton second leg of a back-to-back. I also like that Dallas lost two in a row. Edmonton's won two in a row. So I kind of like that bylaw opportunity on Dallas. Um, that kind of caught my eye. Keep cruising. Uh, last one or last two that really caught my eye. I know this is a big number here, but the Vegas Knights at home against the Devils. They're plus 14 goals, four goals against. Devils are minus 39. Vegas 21-11-4 and four at home. Devils, 14, 17, and 2 on the road. This game open around minus 270. It's all the way up to almost minus 300 for the Vegas Knights. I'd even consider a puck line play there, minus 1.5 on the spread, around minus 115. But uh, Vegas would match that system. Again, late-season favorite. Uh, made playoffs last year. Opponent didn't. So uh, Vegas lay in the wood. And then last game that really caught my eye, this is a really sharp play, Toronto Maple Leafs. If you like the Leafs tonight, you're not alone. Uh, open around minus 150 Leafs on the road at San Jose. It's up to around minus 160. The Leafs would match as a non-division road favorite, 59% this year. Uh, Also a late-season non-division favorite and a non-division visiting favorite off a win. All those systems are like 58 to 62%. So you've seen that line move to Toronto in that spot. So go Leafs. Uh, Now let's flip it over to college hoops. ton of college hoops tonight, guys. I want to start off with uh, Michigan State and Penn State. So this is your most heavily bet game of the night. And I think it's a good opportunity to buy low and back Penn State. So right off the bat, take a look at Michigan State. You know they're uh, 20 and nine. They're ranked 16th overall. They're finally you know back in the top 25, and they've won a couple games in a row. Actually cashed a huge ticket at the Borgata with Michigan State with the over, and uh, Michigan State getting two and a half against Maryland. Uh, They won that game straight up. But Michigan State's won three in a row. They beat Iowa. They beat Maryland. They beat you know Nebraska is terrible, but. Um, they're playing well, and Penn State's going the other way. They're 1-3 in their last four. They lost to Iowa. Um, they were a dog in that game, but um, their last game, 60, 77-68, uh, they lost to the Hawkeyes. But this is a good bylaw, bylaw opportunity to back Penn State. They're at home. It's the most heavily bet game of the night. They're only getting a quarter of bets, and it's been kind of a sharp line freeze. It opened uh, Michigan State minus one, and even though they're getting you know 8 out of 10 bets, the line got to one and a half, two, and then it started to come back down to one and a half. So you've seen some buyback here on Penn state. Um, what I like about this spot, you know, Penn state would be, um, basically a conference home dog, uh, with a, you know, really, really top contrarian play there to bet against the public. And also, um, looking at Ken Palm, he actually has Penn state winning this game by one point 72, 71. So if you get the one and a half, I'm taking a shot there with Penn state I don't even think a money line play is a bad idea uh, either. But again, most heavily bet game, most lopsided, public all over the Sparty, and uh, it's a buy low, sell high. And the other thing with Penn State, Michigan State, um, you know, you're getting that that conference live home dog with a good Ken Palm rating. Also like the over in that game; it's been getting crushed with smart money. It opened at one forty two and a half, totally up to one forty four and a half. So some smart money to that Penn State over. Uh, Maryland and Rutgers. Anyone want to sweat Rutgers in this one? Uh, I like Rutgers. Maryland is 23-6. and sixth, They're ranked ninth overall. Rutgers is 18-11 unranked. So right off the bat, Maryland, better record, better ranking. Uh, why did line open Rutgers minus 1.5? Tells me, uh, oddsmakers, you know, they knew the public would load up on the Terps here, especially in a bounce-back spot after that Michigan State loss. Um, but, again, I smell a rat. You know, they, they opened that line knowing the public would be on the Terps. So I think it's a good bylaw opportunity to back Rutgers. It's your second most heavily-backed game of the day. You have more than three, uh, almost three out of four bets backing Maryland, saying, give me a point with Maryland. You're goddamn right. You know, they're the better team. However, open one and a half. It stayed about one and a half. It's gotten down to one at some books. It looks like it may go back to one and a half. Uh, Ken Palm does have um, Rutgers winning this game by one point. I think, and Ken Palm too, he's got Rutgers. His 32nd ranked team. Maryland is number 10. But I like with Rutgers, they're only getting a third of bets. And it's kind of a uh, fade-the-trendy-dog play, so good good opportunity there. And if you do like Rutgers, I'd even consider a money line. You know, you're looking at around minus 115 on the money line. I'd hate to see Rutgers win by one like Ken Palm projects, and uh, and you push that play. Um, also a little bit to the under. It opened 133. It's down to 130. So you have seen that line fall um, recently, um, some little, little under money. Actually, open opened around 130-ish. It got up to 133, and then it came back down. So um, – Even though public's betting the over, it's kind of stayed the same with a late move to the under. Uh, Purdue and Iowa. Good spot here to sweat the Boilermakers. Purdue uh, coming in here unranked, 15-14. and Iowa 20-9, and ranked 18th. Luca Garza, one of the best teams in the country. But a really sharp play to Purdue. Iowa open, minus 5.5 at home. This is the third most heavily bet game of the day. It's the most lopsided, almost 9 out of 10 bets, laying the points here with Iowa. And yet the line open, minus 5.5 Iowa. And it's down to five. It looks like it may even go to four and a half. A lot of these books with the plus five Purdue are juiced up minus minus one fifteen. Looks like they're going to fall to four and a half. So a lot of smart money here came in on Purdue. Um, It's also a really good bad ATS versus good ATS matchup where Purdue is 12 and 16 against the spread. Uh, They have not cashed many tickets, whereas I was cashed a lot of tickets, 18 and nine ATS. So always want to buy low, sell high. That's kind of baked into the cake that that public bias there. And uh, if you take a look at this game, Ken Palm has Iowa winning by four, 72-68. So getting the five and a half, the five, probably jump on it sooner rather than later. It may fall even further. Some good value to back an unranked team versus a ranked team. Uh, And, again, a conference road dog opportunity um, in a a heavily bet, um, you know, major public game. Uh, Wake Forest and UNC. This one's intriguing to me. You've seen a big move to North Carolina. Uh, the Tar Heels open minus six and a half. They're up to minus eight and a half. I kind of like the value on Wake Forest. It's really not a sharp play, but I think this line is a little too high. Uh, this game, again, big move, uh, full point and a half or two points uh, to North Carolina. Two thirds of bets are on UNC. And Wake Forest, uh, 13 and 15. North Carolina, 12 and 17. And Wake did come off two straight wins. They beat Duke in that crazy game, 113, 101. We had that one on the Market Insights Pod, getting the, getting the plus eleven, and they also beat Notre Dame. Uh, North Carolina's beaten Cuse and NC State their last two. But Ken Palm, this is a big discrepancy. Ken Palm has North Carolina um, winning by five points, and you can get eight and a half here. So it's a little fishy. It's really not a sharp reverse line move or a line freeze, but it is contrarian. It's an inflated line. Wake is a conference road dog, so I lean Wake in that one. Keep cruising Mississippi State and South Carolina. See some value here on Mississippi State. Uh, almost three out of four bets are backing South Carolina. The Gamecocks, they opened minus two. They've stayed minus two, though. So even though you have uh, heavy betting on South Carolina, the line hasn't budged. Mississippi State is 19-10. and 10. South Carolina is 17-12. and 12. Uh, South Carolina, um, they've lost three of four. Mississippi State has played well, won their last two. But public is all over South Carolina at home. Again, line freeze hasn't moved off a two even though almost three out of four bets on South Carolina. And if you take a look, Ken Palm has South Carolina winning by one. So getting two with that road conference dog, Mississippi State, I think has some value. Also SEC dogs, uh, they're doing pretty good this year, 56%. So something about the SEC, you know, we, we've seen in the Big Ten how these home favorites crush it. Um, but in the SEC, you've got a, got a lot of barking dogs in that, in that conference. Uh, now we get to some of our smaller games here. So just some random ones that caught my eye. Cleveland State, Oakland. This is a seven o'clock game. Um, it's a regular NSS number game, but it opened at 130 and a half. It's up to 131 and a half. So you've seen some uh, smart money hit that over, cause it to rise. Arkansas Little Rock and Georgia State. This one's crazy to me. It opened 154 and a half to the total, and it's all the way up to 156. And believe it or not, I kind of lean over there. They've been getting hit with a ton of smart money across the board, and even though the total is rising. It's still getting hit overall. Both these teams are good to the over, 18-11, 17-11. Uh, they're averaging about 73-78 a game, giving up about 70 a game. Last time these teams played, it was a 83-70 game. It's actually last year, so I can't really apply that. Um, but it's just kind of weird to me, tons of over money causing that line to rise. So don't be surprised if uh, Arkansas Little Rock are in a, you know, an 82-80 to to game or something. Um, Ohio and Akron. Seeing some smart money here to the under. Open 144, it's down to 142 and a half. So this would be um, kind of a classic reverse line move to the under. I've been seeing the under get hit with some some smart money across the board. Uh, so some good good uh, good value there on the under. Central Michigan and Ball State saw so a move to Central Michigan plus eight down to plus six and a half. But the over is uh, really good value play. Open 143 and a half, down to 140 and a half. Some looks are even down to 140. So pros really like that, you know, closer when it was closer to 142 or higher. Um, but Ball State is 20 and 8 to the under, quietly. Uh, really, really good under team. And last time these teams met, it was a 71-66 game. That was back in January, uh, and that under was able to cash in that one. Uh, keep cruising. Got a couple more here, guys. Let's finish strong. Jacksonville against North Florida. Seen some sort money to the over here. Open 145. It's up to 146. And this is a added game extra game, so it's only pros betting it, and they've really hit it a couple times here, to the over, um, causing that line to rise. Last time these teams played, the over hit 81.66. North Florida won that one. And it does look like uh, Jacksonville has some value. You know, they opened plus nine, they're down to plus seven and a half uh, with that added game extra game. North Alabama and Stetson, seen this total rise a little bit, 128 and a half up to 130 and a half. That'd be kind of a low total on the rise. Um, another um, uh, added game, extra game that only pros are betting. So don't be surprised if that one goes over. App State, UL Monroe, another overplay, 130, up to 131 and a 131.5. Uh, super low-back game, so it's only wise guys targeting it and getting down on it. Um, let's see, we got App averaging 68, giving up 67. Uh, UL Monroe averaging 64, giving up 68. So if you can get this game... Um, uh, these games typically go go over a lot, so I'm just looking at their latest box scores. Some of these date back to last year, but 89, 80, 81, 75, 85, 84, 79, 73. Uh, so a bunch of overs coming through in this matchup historically. Uh, Vandy, Alabama. Now here's a crazy under. Uh, open 159 and a half, one of the highest totals on the board. We know Alabama is known for scoring a lot um, and really pushing the pace, but totals really tanked here. 159 and a half down to 155 and a half. So a four-point drop there. That match some systems. A high total that falls, 150 or more that falls. That's 54% historically. Uh, if you take a look at Alabama, uh, it's just crazy. The line keeps getting hit to the under, even though both these teams are crazy to the over, 18-11 and 11, Vandy, Alabama 18-10 and 10 to the over. Um, but maybe you get a, a lower-scoring game here. Last time these teams played, it was 77-62, so that under uh, that under did hit. And then this is a uh, conference tourney game, Wisconsin-Milwaukee-Youngstown State. This is a true home game, but I um, uh, do have some value here to the under. 143 down to 140. So across the board, the under's been getting hit. Um, if you Take a look. Both these teams are averaging about 70, giving up 70. Uh, but that total is falling, um, even though you do have public sweating the over in that one. And then last game of the night, Coastal Carolina, UL Lafayette. You know I always get heartburn when I look at these high totals on the rise, but um, a lot of smart money to set this Coastal over. Open 159. It's up to 160 and a half. And uh, publics actually betting the under because they just see a high total and think it's got to go over. But yet, smart money has really hit that over, continue to to cause it to rise. So Coastal is 17 and 11 to the over. Uh, Lafayette is 15 and 13 to the over. Coastal is averaging 78, giving up 75. Uh, Lafayette's averaging 72, giving up 76. So they do score a lot. They do push the pace a lot. A lot of pace systems do match on this over. So maybe you get a game in the low 80s for both teams with uh, Coastal and Lafayette. Uh, that's what it, guys. Another day, another dollar. Happy Tuesday, as always. Um, I will, uh, I will be grinding hard today. Tons and tons of sweats across tons of different sports, uh, especially hockey, but NBA, college hoops, uh, conference tournaments, tournaments getting underway. Reminder: make sure you fill out that survey. We want to hear from you. Uh, get some intel from uh, from all of our um, all of our top notch Veasan. Power users, as we call you guys, because you're the sharpest guys, uh, the members who listen each day to the pod, and uh, and as always, you uh, you don't want to ever um, just take betting lightly. You know, if you want to bet here and there, the pod will help you. But really, you want to grind. You want to get better. You want to learn. Knowledge is power. So if you're in it to win it, and I know if you're listening to the pod, you're serious about sports betting. If you're looking for more tips, strategies, tons of different systems, um, little secrets that I've learned along the way check out my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It'll get you covered if you're a new bettor with all the betting fundamentals, uh, all the terminology you need to know, how odds makers set lines, how how and why they move lines, um, how to set up a bankroll management plan, flat betting, of course, why you should avoid parlays, um, tips and strategies for all the major sports, shopping for the best line, learning how to read line movement, how to identify sharp action, how and why to go contrarian, how to build a betting community and kind of the mentality you need as a sports better—not too high, not too low, just grind long term. Everything that I've learned in the industry uh, since I started when I was 21, I'm 32 now, so over a decade of ex- of experience that I've learned working at um, a couple different sports betting analytics sites—it's all included in my book, *The Everything Guide to Sports Betting*. So even if you're a sharp and you're just looking for a couple new systems, I got gotcha, you. Especially if you're in a newly legalized state, which uh, hopefully happens quickly here in Massachusetts um but thank you guys good luck stay sharp stay contrarian bet against the public place yourself on the side of the house always be with the wise guys never against them uh and always beat the closing line that's the real key and the true marker of a successful sports better uh stay sharp i'll see you at the window and as always avoid parlays and by the way when i go to the south point in about uh two weeks and you see me at the south point uh placing a couple tickets you better you better not have a parlay ticket in your hand All right, guys, have a great night. I'll catch you tomorrow. Good luck.